Welcome to day three of our look through the first part of Matthew chapter seven. Remember, we're looking at these verses three to five, focusing on them this week. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when all the time there's this plank in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the plank out of your own eye. Then you'll see clearly enough to remove the speck out of your brother's eye. Yesterday, we focused on the you hypocrite part, admitting that we paint masks, we make masks far too often. Today, we're going to focus on this second word in the picture that Jesus is giving us, the the word integrity. Hypocrisy is ignoring the plank in your eye. Integrity is removing the plank from your eye. It's not enough just to see that the board is in your eye. You got to do something about it. I've known people who say, I know I do a lot of rotten things in life, but at least I'm honest about what a selfish person I am. So at least I'm not a hypocrite. Well, that's, that's like the person who is afraid to run in a race who says, well, at least I didn't lose. Of course you didn't. You never ran. You never took the risk. And Jesus says, take the risk to live life. Start by getting the board out of your own eye. Choose integrity. You choose integrity when you see a fault in someone else and you immediately look at yourself to see, are there signs of that same thing in my life? Have you noticed that it's easiest to notice the specks in others' eyes when you happen to have a plank of the same kind in your own eye? You see in other people the very problems that are most common in your own life because you're familiar with them. So the person in the office whose personality most irritates you is probably more like you than you'd care to admit. And parents, I hate to tell you this, if you're a parent, that one child who most bugs you is typically the child who is most like you. That's just how we are as human beings. But there's good news for your growth here because if you allow the faults of others They become a motivation for your personal change. You're never going to run out of motivation for change. And don't forget this. Your faults can become the motivation for their growth, for their change. Just think of the transforming impact in our lives. If the faults of others can become a motivation for growth instead of a motivation for gossip. Integrity is removing the plank from your eye. Getting the board out of your eye almost always means more than noticing it and just easily plucking it out. David wrote in 1 Chronicles 29, 17, I know, my God, that you test the heart, that you're pleased with integrity. Life is a test. And one of the main questions is your integrity. Everyone knows that to do well on a test, you got to prepare in advance. So integrity means that you have to make up your mind in advance to do the right thing. It's one of the keys. You don't wait until you get into a conversation to decide whether you're going to tell the truth. You decide in advance. You don't wait until your sexual purity is tested to decide whether you're going to be pure. You decide in advance. And one of the best ways to decide in advance is to tell someone else what you're planning to do. I remember years ago, a businessman in our church came to ask me for some advice about some business practices that were going on in the accounting firm where he worked. And he talked with me about his concern that although some of the practices were legal, they were immoral. Instead of simply blaming others, he began by admitting the fault in his own life that he had allowed this to go on. And these concerns, they'd caused him to look at his own life, to ask questions about his own practices. And he determined to make changes in his actions, to speak up about his concerns in the company. He didn't blame others. He took accountability for what he'd done. He was willing to stand up and do the right thing, even if it meant losing his job. And he came and he talked to me, to somebody else, to say, I'm deciding in advance this is what I'm going to do. He was willing to turn his desire for integrity into a decision to act with integrity by telling someone else 
that he was going to have integrity. That's what it means to act with integrity. How do you and I do this? How do we choose integrity in our lives? Whether it involves a small lie or a major deception, we all struggle with pretending. We talked about that yesterday. The question is, what are you going to do about it? We could easily list hundreds of choices that reflect integrity in our daily lives. Let me just give you a few to get started as you think through this. You choose to speak the truth. You choose to be honest about your faults. You choose to ask God for help. As you make those choices, you're making the choice of integrity. First, you choose to speak the truth. Choose to speak the truth first about yourself. Now, it's good to tell the truth to others you can do it in a loving and kind way. But Jesus' command here is first take the plank out of your own eye. So we better start with telling the truth about ourselves. The truth about yourself begins with a tough question. Is there a lie that you've been working overtime to keep covered? I encourage you to do the bravest thing that you've ever done, to ask God for the courage to begin to tell the truth, the strength to begin to tell the truth about yourself. That's how you choose integrity. You choose integrity by being honest about your faults. James in James 5.16 says, admit your faults to one another and pray for each other. Now, what if I said, hey, find the person that's nearest to you right now and do this right now. Just tell them all your faults. You'd say, what? (laughs) Honest about all my faults, my sins? That scares me to death. No way am I doing that one. James is not telling us here to admit our faults to everyone or the first person that you see. He says, admit them to someone, someone you can trust. Now, how do you know you can trust someone? Well, 516, the next verse he says, at the end of this verse he says, and pray for each other, which isn't a bad place to start. Find someone who will pray for you. It's easy to find people who will excuse your faults because your honesty about your sins actually makes them feel uncomfortable about their own sins. It's just as easy to find others who'll tell you how bad your fault really is because it makes them feel better about their own. Oh, yeah, that really is bad, they'll say. But if you can find just one person who will truly listen to you, who will take you seriously, and who will pray for you, you found a good friend. If you've got just one person like that in your life, you're a truly blessed person. If you have more than one, you are blessed beyond measure. You choose to be honest about your faults, and then you choose to ask God for help. David speaks passionately about the choice for integrity the need for God's help. Psalm 101, verses two and three, he says, I will try to walk a blameless path and how I need your help, especially in my own home where I long to act as I should. Help me to refuse the low and vulgar things. Help me to abhor all crooked deals of every kind to have no part in them. Integrity is about choosing to walk the right path. Integrity is about asking for God's help Integrity is about saying no, about refusing to pursue these low and vulgar things that David talks about here. He says it's about what happens in my own home where no one else sees, but my own heart certainly knows. Now, when we think of low and vulgar things, we immediately think of pornography on the internet or on cable TV, which is having a devastating impact on our culture, on Christian families. Integrity means saying no to pornography. But there are other low and vulgar things that make their way into our homes as well. So if you think, oh, well, I'm doing okay on that one, don't say, well, I'm doing okay on everyone. Speaking cruel words, letting your anger burn out of control, gossiping around the table, those are low and vulgar things as well. God made us to look to him. 
God made us to trust in him. Psalm 93 verse four says, the Lord on high is mighty. So instead of looking low, you look high to the Lord on high. Integrity is choosing to ask for God's help. God's help to say no. Don't let Satan heap guilt and blame on you. Instead, you look high. You look to the Lord. Integrity is recognizing that without God's help, I don't have the power to say no. So if I did the wrong thing, it's because I was looking to myself for strength. I wasn't looking to God's help. But with his help, we have a new power to say yes to the high and the mighty things. I need his help. We need his help today. So let's ask for it right now. Would you pray with me? Our Father, we want, we want to say yes to the right things. We want to take the plank out of our own eye. We want to choose integrity in our lives. And too often we, we trust ourselves to choose integrity, our own strength, our own morals, our own abilities. And it works out for us some of the time, but too much of the time we find ourselves choosing the wrong things, going the wrong direction. We need your help. We need your strength. And we ask for it today. Strengthen us to choose the right things. Strengthen us to be honest about our faults with ourselves and others. Strengthen us to trust in you. Today, we pray. Give us a new kind of strength that can only come from your spirit. We ask for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, make sure to join us tomorrow. We're going to talk together about the gift of mercy. 